0: Welcome to Optimal Self, the art of becoming the best version of you. Join us as we talk with extraordinary people who are on the journey to living to their optimal self. We dive deep into their minds to learn what they do on a daily basis to create optimal results. They share their tools and insights so you can implement them into your own life to become the best version of you. Here's your host, Jeremy Heriter.
1: All right. Welcome back to another edition of Optimal Self Conversations. I'm your host, Jeremy Herder. We're here to talk to incredible people who through adversity, grit, and persistence are forging the path to being the best version of themselves. And they give you the tools to do the same. Today, I'm absolutely honored. met this guy a few weeks ago, was honored to be on his podcast and thought, man, oh man, the Optimal Selfers out there, the listeners out there, you have got to hear from this guy. So I am honored to have my man, Taylor Morgan on from the Captain's Lifestyle, man. Taylor, thank you for being here, brother. Jeremy, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Let's not even waste any time, man, because your story and what you do is absolutely incredible. So let's get to it. Tell the listener, man, what is the captain's lifestyle? I know you, I've read several times where it says what happens in your life can either hold you back or become the fuel that drives you. It's all down to how you choose. So, what is the captain's lifestyle and how can we help people today?
0: The captain's lifestyle is my signature lifestyle, I guess. I created it because I was a CrossFit coach and a lot of my clients would come up to me and say, hey coach, I've been coming into the gym for so and so long now. Why am I not seeing the improvement that I thought I would? And it's either because they plateaued or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, how are you sleeping? How is your nutrition? How is your stress? The answer would always be the same. It's like, well I'm lucky if I get six and a half, seven hours, my diet is okay, which as you know, anybody who says their (laughs) diet is okay usually means that it's it's not great. And then they're stressed out from work, relationships, whatever. And they were coming into the gym expecting that to offset the other 23 hours of a bad lifestyle. And that's mm-hmm. just not how things work. So based on my past eight years of research into this realm, I understood that you have to live holistically. You can't have a good life. You can't perform at your peak level if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating well, if you're not exercising, you have to optimize all of those levels. And so that's kind of what the captain's lifestyle is all about, is taking control of your life and understanding that everything in your life is 100% in your control, Mm -hmm. not anybody else's. You know, you don't let the news control your narrative. You don't let your friends, even your family, you are in control of what you want to do. And it's basically understanding that and then having the power to live in accordance with how you want to live to design your dream lifestyle.
1: Mm. Damn. So well said, man. I could not agree more. Now let's go into Taylor, the, the man. Like, this is forged. You know, you again, with Optimal Self, we call being, you know, becoming the best version of you. And, you know, man, when I met you, dude, that's all I saw. I was like, man, this guy has optimized every aspect, including those of you guys that are listening to this and not getting the visual. His beard is unbelievable. <laughs> Let so, me turn to the side. <laughs> like unreal, man. Like you have optimized. You you I, are I curled sure. the I should have curled the,
0: the mustache for this. The thing.
1: curled mustache, man. It's the whole, it's the whole package, bro. I, I absolutely love it. But talk to us, man, about where was this born out of, man? Where does it come from to, to build you, the man that we get to see and learn from today? Like, how did that get built?
0: similar to your story, because we had a podcast earlier, it it came through failure. I had to fail to understand the path forward. My failures were, first, I failed the scout sniper screener when I was in the Marine Corps. So after high school, I joined the Marine Corps for four years, served as a machine gunner. Didn't like that, there was some leadership issues that I wanted to get away from, and I consider myself a high achiever. And the people who i was surrounded with and who i saw there with me were not peak performers i joined the marine corps because i thought they were the best of the best to me it was that was not the case and so i wanted to get to the next level and then so when i saw a flyer for the sniper platoon tryouts i was like that's it that sounds like what i need so me and a couple buddies did that together started with like 50 some odd people It was a week long, so Monday through Friday, of basically torture, mental and physical torture. No more than four hours of sleep per night, minimal food, just constant physical and mental challenges. You're moving all day. You're having to do mind games, create missions, and people are just dropping day after day. The people who are left is getting smaller and smaller. The last day, I think it was only 11 people, including myself, Who made it to the end? I was the only one of them who did not make the platoon. And that, I'm gonna be honest, that crushed me because I just went through a week of hell, both mental and physical. I was destroyed. Just the feeling of accomplishment from achieving that was great. But then to come to find out that all of my best friends had made it, Mm. I was the only person out of everybody who made it to the end that did not. And the reason that they gave me was that I didn't work well with others, that I was too focused on myself. And at the time I did not agree, but now looking back, I can see where they were coming from. I was too focused on myself getting through the mental and physical challenges, whereas I could have helped those around me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did, I, this kid passed out. I had to carry him the rest of the way. and There were things that I did, but in their eyes, I wasn't doing enough. And especially in a platoon, you know, where it's a life or death situation, you have to be working together. If you're focused on yourself, you're going to die. So they were absolutely right in not accepting me. But what I learned from that was it's not about me. Nobody gives a shit about Taylor. I have to help others succeed. That was my first failure. Second failure was I broke my ankle in the Marine Corps while drunk. Very drunk, just doing stupid stuff. We won't get into that whole story here unless you want to. It's kind of funny. But what I learned from that is I didn't want to keep going down that path. I was not optimizing my days. I didn't want to keep drinking and just playing video games all day. And it was only a few days before my second deployment that that happened. So I didn't get to go on deployment with my brothers. And that also crushed me. I was like, Mm -hmm. Taylor, like... You can't keep doing this. And so I quit drinking for two years, just completely cut it off. And I started diving deep into the world of everything personal development, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, which I had always despised. I never even read a book up until this point. So that was a big change. And then just really starting to understand how everything ties into living a good life. I became a CrossFit coach, started coaching CrossFit. And then long story short, come to my third failure i guess it is i took a job as the head coach of the biggest crossfit gym in saudi arabia i turned down a position in the cayman islands beautiful place uh, because they paid me less money so i took the higher paying job in a place that i knew that i was not going to like you know the desert is not my place because my mindset at the time was i just served four years in the Marine Corps, hating life for little pay i can get paid a lot to hate my life for two years. Turns out that's not the case. I I found out very quickly that I don't give two shits about money if I'm not happy. And it's just because the lifestyle there, and I'm speaking generally, of course, there's some outliers, but in general, the lifestyle in Saudi Arabia is the complete opposite of how I want to live my life. Just complete and total disregard for their own personal health and also the environment multiple occasions, I saw people just flicking their cigarette butts out on the street. So obviously, they don't care about themselves. They're smoking. They don't care about the environment. There's litter, dumpsters overflowing with cats, stray cats, dead Mm. in the streets, stay up till 3 a.m., drinking coffee, just not healthy. They're super stressed out from their jobs. A lot of them don't like their jobs. They just do it because they get paid a lot, and it's unfortunate. So you can see that's not a good combination. And that was kind of like the straw that broke my back so there's also some problems with the gym they wouldn't let me do my job as head coach I'm like okay I'm not gonna keep the title of head coach and please you guys I'm not gonna go against my core values hmm. so I decided to stop that to create my own thing work for myself and make more of an impact because I wasn't making as big of an impact as I could there they just wanted these little tips and tricks on working out and I was like It's more than that. You got to optimize your sleep in order to feel good to come into the gym. And in order to recover, you have to fuel your body properly and all these things. So all of those things kind of led me to what I do today and the captain's lifestyle.
1: All of us on on this journey, right? With Optimal Self and and the people that listen now, the people that we have, it's already becoming the best version of you. It's not Taylor's version or Jeremy's version. This is truly about finding the best version of you. And it takes failure. It takes... Learning and everything that you just said right now, something that I love that, that's dear to me is it and and I believe this, and, and I'd like for you to expand on it a bit is in those learning processes that people think and we're told a lot of times, like, oh, it's it's all comes down to hard work, and it does. But I say it this way success comes if you're willing to learn. And sometimes learning is meaning stepping into an opportunity like you did and failing. It literally failing, man. I can't even imagine what that moment is like. 11 guys left, how hard I go through it and 10 go on. And I don't, can you give us a little bit more insight to what is that internal narrative? How did you get through that moment watching those dudes go on? And now you've got to not only pick up the pieces, but Hey, bud, you're still in the Marine Corps and you got to fight for these next band of brothers.
0: Yeah, that was tough. And it took a while. I'm telling you what I learned from it. This is only years after the fact. Sure. At the time I was very bitter. I was, I was upset. I did not want to go back to my old platoon. Like I said, I I tried out for that because I wanted to take a step up. I wanted to experience better leadership. After that happened, I kind of continued going down that same path of just being bitter, I guess is a good way to describe it. Just waking Mm. up and not being happy with my situation or where I was and still trying to think of ways to, to get out of it. It wasn't till a while later when I sat down, had conversations with some of the guys, and they're like, Yeah, man, you just, you were too focused on yourself. Like, that's really all it is. And I still didn't want to believe it. I was like, That's fucking bullshit. Like, I carried this guy. He was passed out. He couldn't, you know, just making excuses. And so I think part of what allowed me to accept that was just going down this path of personal development and understanding that, you know, things happen for a reason. And, you only fail if you don't learn anything from the experience. Right. So I guess at one point I just decided to stop playing the victim and blaming them for not letting me in and just accept the fact that I was not good enough, which mm. is a blow to your ego for sure. Yeah. And I think that's why it took me so long because I had a huge ego in the ring Corps, <laughs> very big. I obviously didn't want to accept that, but I kept learning about personal development and stoicism and all these things. And it's like, okay, well, I could either continue to let this affect me, or I can learn from it and move on. And I guess I came to the to the realization that you only suffer if you let yourself continue suffering. If you learn from it and move on, things can get better, and you can start to improve. So I think that's what it was. But it was definitely not in the moment or or close to the moment realization.
1: Which is incredible, and and I know I know the people listening. You know, people have been in similar situations and it's literally putting ourselves into the prison we don't even know we're in because we're holding on to it's their fault. Why didn't they pick me? Right. I mean, you know, my story, I've been through that as well is that why didn't you pick me? Well, you weren't good enough. Yeah. And again, what they were saying to you in that moment is you weren't the right fit for this. Not that you wouldn't ever be if that really truly was your, you know, lot in life, right. Is to like, no, 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 I'm going to come back and I'm going to get back on that. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to show them that, yeah, man, I am, which is really interesting because that failure, that holding on to ego, that, that moment of understanding that it's about helping others. It's not just about me. I mean, and now I look at your business in life and what you do today for people and that's a hundred percent what you actually do. That lesson is not only learned, but that wasn't the impact you were meant to leave. It wasn't for you to be on that sniper team and and all those things. It's to it. I mean, in my estimation, knowing you now is putting you in the position that you are today. And so, I want people to really get a good sense of who you are today. And. You shared this before, and I've heard you talk about it several times, you know, doing research and getting to know you. And it's the rite of passage. Man, the way you explain it and talk about it is so beautiful. So, what exactly is rite of passage? Where does it come from, and, and how does it impact our lives?
0: Rite of passage is, I think, one of the major aspects of modern society that is missing. And I think this is causing a lot of issues, but to answer your question first, a rite of passage is basically something that once you accomplish this, then you get the title of this, you know, for example, the Marine Corps, the one that I went through. Once you pass boot camp, you go through the crucible, it's what it's called, the last part, you get handed your Eagle Globe and anchor, they pin it on, and you're now officially a Marine, that's the Marine Corps' rite of passage. It used to be in society, you know, in tribes and everything like that. Another example to become a man, some tribes would have to go out, you know, when they're 13, 14, whatever it is, go out on a hunt, kill an animal, skin it, carry it back to the camp. There's a celebration, whatever it is, then, okay, you're now a man in today's society there's really nothing, there's no challenge that you have to overcome. School is made so easy for you. Everybody passes, eighth place trophies, like everything's fine. You're successful even if you fail, like it's it's okay. It, just society has gotten so soft and nobody likes going through challenges anymore. Even something as basic as a cold shower. Hmm. 99% of people are deathly afraid to get in the cold shower just because it's uncomfortable. There's no danger from it. You're just going to have a minute of uncomfortability. People need to go through some type of challenge, whether that's you know a Spartan race, competition of any sort, like a real competition where there's winners and losers. Not everybody is a winner. Let me clarify that if you give 100% of your best effort and you still get second place, third place, whatever it is, then that is a win for you. But that doesn't mean that you won the competition. There's There's a difference there. You can give your best effort, and you win in your book, but you still shouldn't really get a trophy for that, in my opinion. So yeah, that's what that's what rite of passage is, and that's why it's so important, I believe.
1: I love it. I can't agree more, man, is that we 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 get soft, you know, is is because we're so easily influenced and we believe that everybody again should get a trophy. And and the problem with that is is that's not how life works, right? No. And then we try to make that into life it just doesn't work so well then you, you know, grow up
0: thinking that you're entitled to everything right but there's somebody better that's qualified and they get the job and you're like well wait i'm worthy you know like like yes you are but you were not good enough to achieve this like and, <laughs> yeah that's that's a big issue
1: it is again when we talk about the art of becoming the best version of you when you talk about the captain's lifestyle and it's about becoming the captain of your life not mine, not the way I do it, not the way Taylor, you know, like you said it in the, in the opening and, and I want you to expand on this a little bit too, because I, I hope people didn't miss it is that you said you are in control, control. And we say it all the time in our control, the controllables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you expand on that a little bit? Cause I know you and I, you and I are, are in a hundred percent agreement the number one peak performance drug on earth is sleep. (laughs) Like (laughs) there is no better performance enhancing drug than sleep, right? And it's free. It's free, right? But so expand a little bit more on, on give people what that it means, like control the controllables, you're in control. In
0: my program, I give my clients an exercise to do and it's called the circle of concern exercise. Are you familiar with that? I'm not, bring it to us you have three circles. You have the circle of concern, which is the biggest circle, and that's everything that you're possibly concerned about. Your dog is sick, whatever you saw in the news, somebody tweeted a negative thing at you, your boss yelled at you at work, your car needs to be fixed, whatever. Anything that you're concerned about goes in that circle. Then inside of that, you draw a medium-sized circle, and that is your circle of influence. Those are the things That you have some form of influence over for example other people you cannot directly control another person but based on your communication skills and how you talk with them you can have some form of influence so that's why they're called influencers because they influence people's actions so certain things in that list in your circle of control will be able to potentially be influenced by you based on you know how you play your cards and then the smaller innermost circle is the circle of control. These are the things that you personally can directly control. You can directly control the outcome of these situations. So out of the list that I mentioned, your car needs to be fixed. You have direct control over that. You can take it to the shop, get it fixed, whatever. The thing that you saw in the news that pissed you off, you have zero control over that whatsoever. So you should not be focusing any of your attention or energy on that thing because you can't control it. Maybe if you're a politician, you might be able to have some form of influence around it, but it doesn't go in your circle of control. And so what I teach my clients is to only focus on the things that are in that circle of control, because if you waste your time putting all your time and energy on everything that you're concerned about, you're going to be so stressed out and you're going to be angry because you can't control those things. Traffic is another really good example. Yeah, a lot of people get angry at traffic, but can you do anything about it? Maybe leave earlier, maybe plan to leave earlier, find an alternative route. But if you tried those things and it still doesn't work, then in the moment, there's nothing you can do. So might as well enjoy it, put on a podcast, learn something new, meditate. It's about switching your mindset into everything that you can't control to only focusing on what you can.
1: So go through those three again, circle of concern, circle circle of of
0: concern, big one, the the circle of influence. Influence.
1: And then the circle of control. Okay. The people at home, people listening, we've got to, one, fill this out and understand what is of concern, what is of influence, but what is truly control. And then as we get through this, again, let people see if we can focus more often on what we can actually control we start to eliminate a lot of some of the stresses and anxieties that we take on. I love the traffic analogy because it's so true is how many times do you get in and get cut off or you're in a hurry, right? And that's one of those things, right? Is like, oh my goodness, I didn't account for it. It usually takes me 20 minutes to get there and I jump on the freeway and it's backed up and now that 20 just turned to 40 and I'm late and we go that damn traffic, it's all traffic's fault, this (laughs) stupid thing, right? Those of you guys that live in, I mean, I'm in Southern California, man. They call it the 405 is because you either go four or five miles an hour on it. (laughs) But we don't look at ourselves. We don't go back to say, what I can't control the traffic, but I can control leaving earlier. I mean, imagine that reframe and what that does for people. And it's so, so strong. Are you familiar with this book? Man I am, for I, Victor yeah, but please give our listeners, the, the, the book you he just held up was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Give us some so, insight, man. Get, talk to us about how it's influenced you and, and how you use it today.
0: Full disclaimer, I haven't read the whole thing. I'm just getting started in it, but I understand the basic premise behind it. I've heard it mm. so many times. Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor and he was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, one of those. And he was able to find meaning and find the positive side of literally the worst possible human experience. I don't, I don't want to give too much away from the book, but if you're sitting in traffic and you get so upset that you're sitting in traffic, it's just all about perspective. Sitting in traffic, one, there's nothing you can do about it and, you know, except leave early, whatever. But in the moment you're in traffic, there's nothing you can do. So you can either react or respond one of two ways. One, you can do your normal response of getting angry and cursing and flipping off the drivers, whatever, and then just getting really stressed out. And then you get to work or home from work. The real problem is when you get home from work and then you bring it to your family. Or you could realize that you don't have control of the situation and to make the best of it. Like I mentioned, putting on a podcast, meditating, doing breathing exercises, Something like that, because the major premise of the book is between stimulus and response is man's greatest power, the freedom to choose. So you can choose how you feel. You can't pick and choose every single situation, but you can choose how you respond to those situations. Once you truly understand that, really nothing's going to affect you the way that it used to because you can control the thoughts in your head.
1: Oh my God. Wow. That is the superpower for humans, right? The power to choose. And we, and we give up, we give up our superpower so much because we let the circumstance or situation dictate how we feel as opposed to using our superpower, which is I get to choose how I feel. Yeah, man. That is so powerful. Real quick, another really good example
0: of that is notifications. If you get notifications on your phone, text messages, calls, emails, social media, whatever, and you instantly react to that, like you hear the ding, you got to check your phone, you get a phone call. Even if you're in a conversation with your daughter, your son, you have to go to the phone call, like the example you gave on my podcast with Mm -hmm. the movie. If you have to go divert your attention to this other thing, you're not living your life. You're letting other people live your life for you. Because they're pulling your attention to what they want. So you're letting other people's problems, OPP, I like to call mm-hmm. it, you're letting that run your life. They're basically using you to get what they want, as opposed to you living your life in accordance with what you want.
1: Yeah, man. Well said. And and we teach people how to treat us, right? And so if you're running to it all the time, I don't even have notifications. That's such a good point. Yeah. I don't have them on my phone, not for anything. No. So I don't get text message. I don't get a notification, a text message, none of it anymore. I mean, the apps that we use, none of it. I have to actually physically go to it to make it happen. If the listener is out there and you want some actionable items from what Taylor's given us right this second, is that's it. You know, turn off those schedule it in, turn off the notifications and schedule it. It's not that I don't answer every email, it's not that I don't answer every text message, but it's it has a time and a place in my day and in my life. And so becoming the best version of you, you know what I mean? Like for us, these people that are out there that are the optimal selfers, that, you know, okay, you want to be your optimal self? Well, let's get in control of how you control your day and what Taylor said earlier, right? Let's really get into that circle of control and what's in there and that's where my focus is. So it's really beautiful. I want to transition a little bit because you going through the Marine Corps, getting into being the CrossFit coach, Now building your own company of coaching, teaching. One of the questions I have for you in regards to that, everything you just exposed us to is how do you feel about mentors, coaches, teachers, role models? And then I want you to elaborate a little bit, who were yours, right? Because nobody succeeds alone. Nobody. No. You don't get where you are without somebody else feeding you. That's that's why we're here right now having this conversation and we you and I are together is because somebody has given us something that it's our duty to give back. So how do you feel about mentors, role models, coaches, exe- you know, how whatever that word is you want to use and then who are yours?
0: Well, it seems like you already know my answer because <laughs> some form of mentor or coach I believe is required to be a high performer or high achiever in today's society. You just have to, because, you know, especially in entrepreneurship, it's all about speed of implementation. So you could absolutely try to learn these things on your own, but by the time you do, you're going to be so far behind everybody else that it's not going to matter. Coaching and mentorship is one about speed of implementation, about, you know, somebody else has already solved the problem that you're experiencing, so hire them to teach it to you. So you don't have to spend the time stress energy to figure it out yourself and then also number two is it improves you like it makes you better faster become the best version of you faster than you could on your own and i think my client summed it up very well he just finished up the captain's lifestyle program and he now realizes like whatever area of your life you're struggling in you should have some form of coaching or mentor in that area he realized that it's now a requirement. He understands the benefit. He went through my course. He's like, well, now that we're done, it doesn't mean that it's done. Like I still need to continue down this journey. It could be in business. It could be in health, you know, nutrition, exercise. That's why in my personal program, I don't give my clients exercise specific exercises because everybody's going to have access to different gyms. I recommend they go to CrossFit would be the best and get a, good CrossFit coach to help them. But even if they just have access to a 24-hour gym, I recommend they get a personal trainer because I was a personal trainer. I understand the benefit of in-person coaching. Same thing with business. If you're starting a business and you don't have a business coach, mentors were Ben Greenfield. He's He's got a podcast, Ben Greenfield Fitness. Search Ben Greenfield. He's very famous yeah. biohacker, athlete, author. Yeah. So I would say him primarily now, originally the person who really got me going down this journey of self-optimization was Ben Bergeron, who I know you're obviously familiar with. I dove super deep into everything that he teaches in his podcast. I have probably listened to all of his podcasts like three times, got his book, read that. It was amazing. Met him in person, did one of his seminars. What he taught me was specifically around mindset was a lot of this, you know, that I'm talking about now about how it's up to you. You control how you spend your days, how you spend your time. It's not don't give excuses, nobody else's fault, but yours. So he was number one who kind of got me down this path. And then, you know, from there, it's like I mentioned, Ben Greenfield, Aubrey Marcus, Tim Ferriss, all the big names. And then specific to my coaching program, I had a lot of the holistic lifestyle knowledge, but I didn't know how to put it into a program and make a business out of it. Mm-hmm. So I hired multiple business coaches. I did two programs at the very beginning of my journey. And then I currently have a business coach and all of these investments cost multiple thousands of dollars. They're not you know cheap investments. And that's part of what I tell my clients. Like if you're investing in yourself, you shouldn't think of that as an expense. I released a podcast a few months ago that gives a formula for buying decisions. So step one, first, you have to figure out your goals. So what is it that you want? What do you want to achieve, accomplish, all that stuff? Once you have that in mind, come up with what obstacles or problems are standing in the way of you accomplishing those goals or what's holding you back from achieving those faster. Once you have the list of your goals, the list of your problems, then once you're faced with a buying decision, instead of thinking about the monetary cost of it, Think, what problem does this product or service solve? And then think of what is having that problem solved worth to me? Not monetarily, but think of how much time, energy, stress it's going to save you. Once you know that answer, the money shouldn't really matter. Because if it gets you to your goal faster, it doesn't really matter the cost of it. Because the value of it that you're going to get from it will be worth the cost. So it doesn't matter if thousands of dollars, hundreds of hundreds of dollars, if it solves a problem that you need to be solved to move your closer to your goals, you just buy it. It's it's an investment in you. It's not as an
1: expense. A hundred percent man, we we talk about this all the time. People look at things as a cost. It's like oh my gosh, that's gonna cost 10000 dollars Like oh it's gonna cost 15 20 I mean what people are missing is they look at it as of a cost because They don't believe in themselves. If you Mm -hmm. look at it as an investment in you, man, like that's a whole different way. And now I'm not looking about, Hey, what am I going to get from this? I look at it it's an investment in me. And it says, what am I going to give to this? How much am I going to listen? How much am I going to pay attention? I'm taking your program. How much of it am I going to follow, right? Am I going to do the homework? Am I going to do yeah. what's necessary to get the benefit? Because that's why people don't do it. Not because it's not a cost at all. It's because, they I mean, they might think of it as a cost. They're looking at a dollar figure. But what they're really missing is the investment in themselves. And what they're really saying is, hey, I'm not good enough. Hey, I'm not worthy. Hey, I, I'm not worth that investment. And And you and I both know, man, we've got to reframe that mindset. We've got to help people reframe that. Yeah. And that's,
0: that's what I was just going to say. I think comes down to self-limiting beliefs Hmm. because I'll be Hmm. fully transparent. I've had clients uh, or potential clients on the phone, you know, everything is going great. Get to the end. They're like, oh, that's, that's too expensive. I can't pay that. And I'm like, okay, well, how much is a lifetime of health and happiness worth to you?
1: right and they're just
0: they're kind of like dumbfounded they're like uh i I didn't think of that it's like because their self-limiting beliefs are holding them back they are so focused on the dollar cost of it instead of seeing the long-term value and my program i'm sure your program too is scheduled so you don't have to continue this coaching for the rest of your life Hmm. i am sure you teach principles that are just should remain similar throughout your entire life and then once you learn them you learn them for life It's not like you have to continue paying thousands of dollars. You will have to continue paying thousands of dollars if you don't learn these lifestyle habits and then you end up in the hospital with a chronic disease 10 years down the road. Right. So (laughs) it's all about how you think.
1: Yeah, it's just about, it's about building the habits that are going to get you the life that you want, right? That's what it comes down to. I mean, because clearly the habits that you have today or that we have today, right? We've got to constantly be working at it. I'm not done. Yeah, yeah, the best is yet to come, man. It's a work in progress.
0: Personally, I've signed up for free courses. I've signed up for paid courses. And I'll tell you what, I've by far get the most value out of the courses that cost me the most because I spent that much money. I'm like, fuck, I need to squeeze every last drop of value out of this because it's a lot of money. And so I'm going to make damn sure that I'm paying attention, taking notes, getting the most out of it. Whereas a free course, yeah, you might pick up a tip or trick or two, but- you're not invested. You're not bought in to the results.
1: Right. We talk a lot about belief, right? Belief in ourselves. Belief, are we worthy? Belief, do we believe the plan will work, right? And just like you said, you take people through this journey and it's like, yeah, do you believe in the plan? And they're like, yeah. And then the question is, do you believe in you? And um. they go, mm. you know what I mean? It, it stops people. So, so how can we help the people listening today? Is there anything that you do in your life? How do you implement what you hear? How do you implement the things that you that you want in your life? We can know everything. The trick is not about knowing. You can master the knowing side, but you'll never have success until you master the behavioral side, or at least take the side of of mastering behavior. You got to change something you do. Is there is there something that you teach or do that that these people can take away from today that are listening?
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I I say the exact same thing. You know, information is not the problem. You can search whatever you want for free. It's in a podcast. It's in a book. It's somewhere. Your lack of information is not the problem. It's the accountability, just like you said. <laughs> so, for me personally, I am not perfect at this. I don't think anybody will ever be perfect. Right. But I think I'm a little bit different, and I think what works for me is not what I would necessarily recommend to somebody else. Once I set my mind on something, I just do it. Like when I broke my ankle drinking, I was like, okay, I'm done drinking. Even though I was technically probably an alcoholic, I just, I gave it up. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. A lot of people, you know, like to maybe wean off it, you know, slowly decrease. For me, it's just, you do it or you don't. And so for me, if I commit to doing something, I'm going to do it. But a lot of people that doesn't work for, because... Well, I don't really know why. It's got something to do with their upbringing, their past, their self-limiting beliefs. The recommendations that I would give to other people is find some form of accountability, whether that's you tell your friend what you want to do, and then every night you guys check in with each other. The common example is a gym buddy. If you want to start going to the gym and you've been a couch potato for the past year, it's going to be very difficult for you to get up and go to the gym every single day, like you said. But if you get a friend... If you recruit somebody to go with you and they show up to the gym at 5. AM, you're going to want to make sure that you don't let them down. Yeah. And that works for me too. Like I would rather let myself down than let somebody else down. Yeah. If somebody else is counting on me for something, you, you better be damn sure that I'm going to come through because I would, I would not want to ruin that relationship. Yeah. So that's what work. That's what I would recommend is finding some form of accountability
1: Mm, I love it. I love it. That's a, that's such a great, I mean, I hope people understand that is again, just like we talked about, you can't do it alone. You need mentors. You need those. And even the people that you said, it's not like those people are coming to your house and teaching you. No, I'm seeking them out and Podcasts I'm finding and things, podcast free. books, right. It's all, it's all there for you. And then again, accountability, you know, one of the things that we always say here is that the moment you take responsibility for everything in your life, you unlock the power, your personal power to have anything in your life. And so you said it very well right there is, look, I, you figure out what you want. You, you made a very good, and Michael Jordan said this very, very famously, what you just said is he's like, once I made a decision, I never thought about it again. And- that is a powerful, powerful place to be. See, most people don't make the decision. They think they do. They're at like 98%, 99%. That's, once you
0: make the decision, everything becomes easier. It's either a yeah. yes or a no. If, you, if you're in your head about, it, uh, maybe I'll go to the gym, maybe I'll go tomorrow. Just decide if you don't want to go to the gym today, fine. Don't go to the gym today, but then don't beat yourself up that you didn't go. Make the decision, be okay with it, and then commit to going tomorrow. You know? Yeah. And this is why another reason why I'm so, I guess, I, I think about I'm stingy with my promises because if I promise something, it's going to happen. When I was growing up, people would say, Oh, yeah, do you promise? It's, you know, just being cute or funny, like a girl would say, Oh, yeah, do you promise? As no. Like, I I can't (laughs) promise that I'm not going to promise that because I don't have control over the outcome. Mm. And so, you know, I was the weird kid who's, you know, like that, but I really believe that if you say you're going to do something, you should do it.
1: That's so good, man. It reminds me of something Steve Jobs said is that when they were at Apple, like he was more proud, not of the products that they produced. He was more proud of the things they said no to because in order cuz every time you say yes to something you're saying no to other things. And so determining what you say yes to, just like you said there in the way, determining what I promise, I have to be very I also have to be very stingy with what I say yes to. And I hope people heard that man. Tay, that was amazing cuz here's what it is is that it, the things that you say yes to you're saying no to other things. But again, when I make a decision It makes saying yes or no to whatever comes at me very easy because I just go, wait, is it in alignment with that goal? I want to be 6% body fat and I want to stand on a stage, you know what I mean? And win this competition. Okay, well then will that Oreo cookie get me closer or farther away from that goal? right? It's, yep. it's real easy to make that decision at that point. If that's your true goal, you see most people don't make that my true goal. They go, yeah, I kind of want to step on that stage. I, I, it'd be fun to do that. Bullshit. You're yep. don't even say that because you haven't made a decision. So now when that Oreo shows up, you're going to be like, oh no, that, that's way <laughs> more important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But And I say that in easy things like that, right? That's an easy way. But I hope every listener is out there. Pay attention to this one: is that that's happening every day in your life, and it's keeping you from the best version of you. It's keeping you from living your captain's lifestyle. Powerful stuff, dude. I, I love it. I love it. I want to get some quick hitters with you. These are just two words, and I just want when you hear them, what comes to mind, right? We call them the quick hitters. This part of the show, this part of the conversation. So, this quick hitter, the word is discipline. What comes to mind when you hear that? Jocko Willink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Discipline equals freedom.
1: Well said.
0: Going back to what we just finished talking about, like if you're going to say something, do it. And that requires discipline. And Mm. I think in order to have discipline, going back to the rite of passage, you have to put yourself through challenging situations. Nobody has discipline if they just lived in a soft, cushy environment their whole life and never had to do anything hard. That's why, you know, all these rich people who inherited it, their money, you know, the kids of billionaires, for example, if they didn't teach them well, they <laughs> go through something minuscule that you and I would, wouldn't would even bat an eye at, and it's like the end of the world for them because they had never been through a tougher situation than that, and they don't have the, the discipline to get through it. So for me, discipline... Just like Jocko Willink's catchphrase is discipline equals freedom. The more discipline you have with anything, with your diet, the more disciplined you are with your diet, the the better you'll feel, the better you'll look. The more disciplined you are with your sleep, same thing. The better you'll feel, the better you'll look. Everything comes down to first doing it, so the discipline, and then consistency, doing it time and time again.
1: Well said. All right. Our last word of quick hitters is impact. How does that hit you? What what comes to mind?
0: Impact, I think Tom Bilyeu with his company Impact Theory. But why, so he's another one of my mentors and I resonate with him because he's, he's trying to change the world. He's trying to make a positive impact. And that's one of the big reasons why I created The Captain's Lifestyle and why I work with social entrepreneurs is because I believe that in order to be truly happy and fulfilled and live a successful life is by creating some form of positive impact whether that's in your community with strangers like we're doing meeting people helping them get better whether that's improving the environment making some form of positive impact is required for a healthy happy fulfilling life if you are in business for yourself i don't think you can be happy if you're not giving back in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. you're missing the point of life
1: Man, I love it. I couldn't agree more, man. It's it's everything. It 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 really is. I mean, just you and I having this conversation, man, it's going to live hopefully forever and, you know, hopefully somebody sums upon it and they and they get some and they get some value from it, you know, they can take it with them. So, if people want to get a hold of you and they need some Captain's lifestyle in their life, man, how how do people go about getting a hold of you, Tay?
0: Yeah, it's just the Captain's lifestyle search it. Got a podcast, website, social medias, all that stuff. Probably most active on Instagram. So at the captain's lifestyle on Instagram, Taylor at the captains lifestyle.com is my email.
1: Perfect. And we'll put that all in the show notes and get that out to everybody. So man, dude, thank you so much. Again, discipline equals freedom. I love your, your rite of passage, man. The impact that you're having on the world, bro, is second to none, man keep it going. I'm honored that we got to share this time for you and that our listeners got to hear from you, man. Your story is incredible, but what's more incredible is what you're doing to give back and bring people up. So man, I appreciate it, dude. Thank you for being here. Thanks for coming on. I, I look forward to many, many more conversations.
0: 100%. Yeah. This, cool. this is, this is going to be a continued relationship for sure. And thank you again for having me.
1: Yeah, dude. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Give it a listen. Again, everything will be in the show notes, man. Get out. If you need more of The Captain's Lifestyle, make sure you reach out to Taylor. And again, this thing will be live on YouTube as well. So if you're catching on YouTube, leave us some comments and uh, let us know what you think. Other than that, man, until next time, get out there and be the best version of you.
0: Subscribe to Optimal Self wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information on how to be the best version of you, visit OptimalSelf.today and follow at OptimalSelf1 on Facebook, at Optimal underscore Self on Instagram, and subscribe to optimalself on YouTube. Thank you for listening.